everybody. Welcome to But What Do We Know podcast episode 132. I'm Marissa, and I'm here tonight with my second guest co-host, Justin Olimpedo. Hello. I'm actually, that's that's pretty awesome that I'm the second co-host outside of what you have normally set up. I'm, you know, I'm stoked about it. Yeah, you're, it's, it's funny because I was thinking about this the, today, um, when I was looking for co-hosts, I said, I, I think I was talking to Anna and I'm like, oh, I, I got to ask Justin to do it. I think Justin, will, and she's like, okay, that's, and I'm like, oh yeah. And then my dad, my dad ended up wanting to talk about JFK. So hey, he got, that's pretty awesome. It, yeah. <laughs> um, so Justin, before we get started, just a little, well, if you guys don't remember, Justin's been on our, our podcast before with the Kyle Moko won't shut up gang. Mm-hmm. Yep, the, uh, the the wacky crew, as as we'll, we'll call it. The, yeah, the wacky crew. <laughs> and you are one of the co-founders of and co-creators for Houseboat Productions and Houseboat Live. Um, yep. And then you are and brunch as well. You're in a, you're a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the three of us sort of, uh, once we started doing Kyle Moko Won't Shut Up, it kind of blew up into other things. The inside joke of Houseboat Tommy Lee Jones. Um, then it became Houseboat Productions, where we released um, a short film. We've done um, on t- like our own content. Uh, we've, we're still releasing music under brunch. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, we're working on some stuff for our buddy Cisco, who does a, a show called Out There um, with, I forget his pig's name, so I, it's Out There with Cisco and somebody. So we're doing music for that. I mean, we did music for, for this podcast. Right. Um, you know, so we like to dabble and just continue to be creative. And what we kind of did is we sort of built this foundation where it's like we can go to other people and be like, hey, if you have something that you want to do, let's create let's do something let's continue if you you know what i mean like if you're into it and serious about it let's let's figure let's it out it. and let's get it done you know so i don't know if you know but the i i had texted kyle because i've been back and forth with him because we're we're work i'm working on a project with you guys separate yes. of this right and i was like because anna always did the editing for this and i'm like wow like I never really said thanks for, you know, you guys making these, but I was just like, these are amazing. People really like the songs. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think the joke Kyle had said was uh, we're more popular on your podcast than, than our own. <laughs> we didn't put in, we didn't do a, I think we did a Brink of Tears and then didn't put in the, the song for Brink of Tears. Right. And someone messaged us and was like, hey, um. I started singing the song in my car and it wasn't there. So what's what's going on? Do you not have that anymore? I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I, I yeah. really do. I think it's great that uh, people enjoy the song. And, you know, it, it's something that they look forward to, you know, like those key moments to to uh, a segment or whatever you're getting into. It's, it's awesome. And it, that's why we do it. We don't we don't do this for money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if we end up making money, that's awesome. But it's always about us. We're we're trying to impress each other and our friends, you guys. You know? Yeah, like, it's just fun. Yeah, you know. Otherwise, if we're doing it about for money, then it's a job and no longer a hobby. And you know how that goes. Like yeah. you end up despising what you loved. You know? Exactly. Exactly. So, what's going on with you? What's what's new? How? How's your week? Well, it's Monday, but how's how's your weekend? Um, I mean, I mean, minus the weather, (laughs) 
You know, uh, the the weather has been absolutely batshit crazy in Pennsylvania. Um, you know, we'll have a day that's 60, and then the next thing you know, um, it's hailing and snowing yep. and rainy. You know what I mean? And 30 degrees. So I'm looking forward to spring, in a sense. Um, as far as everything else goes, you know, just uh, just been working, just been working and working on new projects. Looking looking forward to working on the the stuff that you have coming up, and it's you know pretty exciting. I've talked about it just very briefly on here, um, but it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm excited for to to actually get into doing some voice work and yeah. then the foley side of things. You know, like when I was talking to Kyle, I was like, we're gonna make shit sound nasty and disgusting. You That's know what I mean? Exactly like, it. Yeah. You know, like, because there's no visuals going to it, like, without getting into the project, or, or I don't know how far you would talk about it. I haven't said it. a lot. I, I've mentioned that it's a podcast and that it's a very different format than this podcast. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, without having a visual side to things, we have to make sure that the point is getting across to people, mm-hmm. you know. And I remember, um, you know, that, that just brings up a love from taking right like my grandparents would t- take me down to the shore every summer and on the way down it, for whatever reason his my grandfather's favorite thing was listening to old radio shows and, that's awesome you know you hear like the emphasis on the door shutting and people walking you know like on 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 wooden floors and you know like when somebody enters a room you hear the clacking of you know what i of mean like shoes. yeah yeah i did a i did a really cool production of well, a couple of different shows, but I worked with a group that we would record live shows that we did. Right. And I did a live production of a Christmas. I've done about 25,000 Christmas Carol productions, but this one was like a live version of it right. with live fully recorded. So there that's was an cool. audience. It was really cool. It was really like, and that's kind of one of the things that, you know, inspired me this yeah but. yeah i'm i'm very uh, sorry if we we spoiled a little bit or got into it's, a little it, bit it more happens. than you wanted to no I don't but care. uh but yeah i'm definitely stoked about it and uh yeah i mean that pretty much is my week besides sitting home playing video games and you know i'm very boring as i get older because everything i want to do is at home like I've, i'm Same. a very fond believer that as you get older you've kind of collected enough and i have enough shit in this house that could keep me busy for the for the rest of my Forever. life ever you know so you yeah you know like you collect the things that you want to do and you kind of um you dedicate a lot of time like i'm i'm beyond i mean i'm 41 now so i'm i like going out and i like partying but i can't do it all the time i can't go out like you know and i don't want to hang around college kids i don't want to you know Mm. and it sucks because a lot of my friends still work in the business so i'm like not seeing a percentage of of the friends and they're like why don't you come out and i'm like Because all my shit's here. Why don't you come up here? You know what I mean? Yeah, and you can be home and comfortable and you don't have to go anywhere. Exactly. Exactly. What video games are you playing right now? Oh, so I sort of bounced between uh, a few things. So I was on Fortnite for a little bit and then uh, I kind of dropped off of that. I used to play competitive shooters. for a long, long time. So I played Counter-Strike for a long time and traveled and made money Whoa. and did that. Um, but now I'm I'm big into World of Warcraft again. I've been playing since 2004, so there's always expansions and shit that come out yeah. that uh, keep your attention. So I'm, I'm big into that now. I like raiding and um, 
as much hate as the game is get, getting, I'm still overly enjoying the world that they give us, you know. Like, it's such a big, massive content, and I actually have plans, which I'll probably hit you up. Um, I want to work on a project that hopefully spans onto, um, you know, sort of a, a, a bigger thing, but um, it's almost, I don't know if you know what Machinima is. I don't. So Machinima is basically like um, video game, like you take video game assets and worlds mm -hmm. and use that and turn them into other storylines and stuff like that. So I want to use World of, War World, World of Warcraft in that sense and have voiceovers and, and have a storyline where we kind of create our own thing. Oh, I love but that. But use their resources. So they have so many different zones and beautiful areas and things. But I want it sort of wacky. I want it sort of like Free Guy. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Free Guy, but... In a sense of, um, you know, two best friends that sort of get trapped into this game, mm -hmm. but they don't realize that they're trapped in the game. They just think that they're in a weird dream. Oh, that's my And then fear. they slowly realize that they're, st they're stuck in this game and all the dumb shit, but they're caught up with the players that are actually playing the game, so they encounter, like, the dumbest bullshit, you know what I mean? Yeah. But they're trying to figure out a way to get out of this, so... I just want to create this thing and it's slow because I'm the only person that's doing the recordings and, you know, but once I get to that point, um, I definitely want to have another project going out with that. Yeah. Let me help. I'm all about, I, I, when I, my, I was doing a show uh, for like a, I, I want to say they're a bigger theater company, but they're like local, but they're, they do big shows and it was canceled right. and I was just pretty like. And it's been canceled like canceled like three times, and a lot of the spring shows had been cast. And I'm like, you know what? I need to make something that people can do that can like literally survive a international pandemic. Yeah, right. So I'm right. like all about it. That's like my new my new thing. Yeah, right now. And my hardest thing is, is I see the overall picture to shit. You know, yep. like that's why I'm good at editing. That's why I'm good at playing drums because all I have to do is sit and kind of keep the thing rolling. Yeah. I'm terrible when it comes to writing dialogue because it always just comes out. To me, it sounds so cheesy. Even if I present a line and somebody's like, no, that's good. I'm just like, yeah, this is like the most basic thing that I've ever fucking written. You know what yeah. I mean? No, I know. So like writing dialogue and, and getting um, a good chemistry as far as dialogue goes. So I'm more in the sense of like, hey, here's this idea. Let's just sit down and come up with the dumbest shit that we can. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, see, you're. Are you better at math and like more mathematical things? Yes. I yes. I am on the exact opposite spectrum. I'm not good at seeing the big picture. Well, okay. I'm not good at any. I'm not good at any. I'm like I know that this will be good, but I don't know how to do it. So you know, but right. Everyone's like, oh, what are you guys talking about? But <laughs> <laughs> um. No. Yeah. I mean, for me, I just know where I want it to be. Yeah. You know, I just need the help in between to get exactly. it to that point. You know, like I can give you the assets and, and the stuff to start it. And then from that point, you know, like I want to sit down with Kyle with you and just get a general idea because I don't ever want to be locked, you know, and I'm, I'm assuming when we do the reading that are coming up is, uh, you know, there's some there's always some play. If it feels natural and the line is delivered, as long as what we're getting across is what needs to get across correctly. Yeah. I'm totally cool with with changing or yeah, yeah not even so much rewriting anything but almost like the improv side of things oh, you know what for I mean sure yeah I don't think anything like crazy happened in the world this week did it 
Um, I mean, minus all the the continuation of uh, what's crazy. been going down. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really think so. I mean, Mm-mm. nothing that I was paying attention to. I mean, it looks like gas prices are a little bit down. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, nothing, nothing too crazy. Yeah. I don't think that there's any. I don't even think there's anything locally that. No. It's been it's quiet. Been like crazy. So I mean, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. <laughs> I think it's good for people, bad for content. Yeah, true, true. Um, Slow weeks for content, not good. <laughs> I gotta ask: Does your mom? I've met your mom. Does she do? You Easter? met my mom. Yeah. At the hospital. No, no, no. At the screening. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes. Does she is she big that's into right. Easter, like the holiday? My mom is, so my mom is big into everything, but it's more or less in the sense of like, I had to talk to her and be like, hey, look, I know that you want to get people stuff. Like everybody (laughs) at work should have like $50 gifts and all that stuff. And I was like, you need to calm down a little bit. Even like for me, she'll still go like crazy. Like she actually called me and she's like, I won't see you for Easter, but um, don't worry, you're going to get some chocolate. And I was like. Okay, okay. But she'll literally show up with a basket for me, and she's like, I don't want to embarrass you, but here's this giant basket. And I'm like, okay, okay. I don't know why I knew this, but I was like, your mom and my mom are very similar because my mom goes hard for Easter. Mm -hmm. Like, we are, my brother is almost 40, and I am 31, almost 31. And she still does an egg hunt for us. Yeah. See, I, I think that's cool. Though. It's pretty you know cool. I mean? She puts little alcohol I think that's bottles cool. in. But. I mean, that's even better. You know what I mean? Like, that's you for sure want to get as many eggs as you can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's usually like, I don't know, 99 bananas or that. You know, you know what that stuff is? Yes. Blech. Yes. The 99 banana. Yeah. 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 Now, let me ask you, does she do it at her house or does she show up at one of your houses? She does it at her and be house. Like, Okay, so you have Easter dinner at your your mom's house every every, every year? Easter, yeah. Okay, see that's awesome though. You know, like I don't, I'm not against people still no, celebrating. Me like if you're into something, rock it. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm For I'm sure. hard into holidays, and I I was just talking to Anna because like you know she had a baby now, so I'm like you're gonna have to go, you're gonna have to go in on holidays. <laughs> like you don't have a choice. Right. You right. have to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you don't have a choice at that point. You, it's all in. Like, you you do, I guess, maybe. I don't know. But, like, you, oh, you kind of a... I mean, I guess you could pick and choose the holiday. Right. Like, you can be like, yeah, Easter's all right. Halloween's awesome. Yeah. Christmas, here you go, Christmas. Christmas is this the is shit. It. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you could pick and choose. True. Um. So, I think we should do our brink of tears. So, tell me why, 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 why do you cry? Tell me why, why, why do you cry? Oh, I pushed you to the brink in your car or by the kitchen sink. Tell me why. Okay. All right. So, what what brought you to the brink of tears this week? Um, God, I I don't know. I think I, for me personally, like I think there was just one moment um, where, with the cold and trying to get out of um, 
trying trying to just get out of the the uh, winter mentality mm-hmm. and the struggle that you have. Like you know that, like every year when we go into winter, you know I sort of it's my reflecting time. Yeah. You know, like summer is always so crazy, and fall kind of settles down, and then winter. You get that moment where it's like, cool, this is all right. And then, okay, now's my moment of reflection. And then I think I just had like a small bout of depression Mm -hmm. the one day. And it was just like, shit, like, uh, I just need to get this out. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you just have those, you just have those days, you know? And, And for me, it's always like, I don't know if it's a way that I figured out how to get that feeling out of me, but it's always like, oh, you're not good enough. Nobody gives a shit type of thing, Mm -hmm. Um, you know. And then you kind of think about like, oh, well, if I'm gone, then who's, you know what I mean? Like that that whole It's a vicious cycle. Yes. Yeah, big time. But crying, I think, helps. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely does. There's something that that, that release, like there's nothing like that release, you know. I find yeah. that sometimes for me, I need, I'm a crier, like a hardcore crier. I won't even, it just, I always, I have been for a long time. But right. sometimes you need something to get you, like, get you started on a good cry. Sure, sure, um, sure. But I think it was like, I I know this is like a dumb, a dumb thing to reference, but I think it was a Dane Cook Get. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where he was like, "Oh, you need that one phrase when you're crying." Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I yeah, did yeah, my yeah. best, and it's so <laughs> true. Yeah, because there's that one thing, no matter where you are in the in that moment. Like, there's always something that you're gonna go to, whether it's a one-off that that brings you to that brink. You're always gonna have one thing that continually cycles back through your head. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I I did have a pretty big breakdown last last weekend because technically it's been a week, but uh, right. my last audio I found out was shot. Oh, that's yeah. I did see you post about that. It was I did real see you rough. Post about that, yeah. It was real rough. I knew that I was gonna have that tra- this transition phase of like learning, yep. but I didn't realize how quite how much I have to learn. So yeah. Once you, once you, and, and that's the whole thing, like, um, learning anything, you know, is, it's stressful. It's, it's, you know, and if you're doing it for a hobby, I feel like it's even more stressful than if you're doing it for a job or oh, something totally. that you have to do because you want to make it as best as you possibly can, you know? Well, yeah, this is, I like, I saw something before about how your job, you know, your job should be your side, your side hustle in life how you make money like i don't of course i care about my job but Mm -hmm. i you know put quite a bit more i'm way more of a perfectionist when it comes to stuff that i'm passionate about of course right yeah yeah me too i mean it's always funny when we're doing a live show and something goes wrong and i look over at kyle's face and at this point, I think he's so used to when we get interruptions. But like yeah. when we were doing Kamamoko Won't Shut Up and the internet would cut out or oh. something would happen, I would look over at him and he would just get frazzled and he would have this look and he'd have these moments and like sm- like puffing on a cigarette real like faster. And I'm like, take a breath, man. Like everything's going to be okay. It's, we'll be all right. You it's know, it's hard. just for us anyway. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kyle. I said this to Cliff the other day, and it was very hard for me to admit, but I'm like, Kyle is way on, 
I consider myself to be a pretty organized person. Mm-hmm. Pretty organized, pretty schedule oriented. And somehow yeah. Kyle still kind of beats me to it every time. And I'm like, God fucking damn it. See, I think, all right, so there is some to that, yes. But I also think that Kyle suffers what I suffer from. And when I'm doing projects and like, you know, I'm working on some stuff for Cliff and I get to a point where I'm like, this is awesome. And then I have to step away from it because I work on it so long. Yes. And then I look at it and I'm like, this is shit. And then I have to step away from it from a little bit. And then I almost have to set a time for me. And now, no matter what the timeline is, like, let's say it's a month. I'm like, I'm going to give myself a month to get all this stuff together. Yep. I'll procrastinate until the last 10 days and oh, then absolutely. be like, oh, fuck, I really have to do this. And I think Kyle is in that category, too. But also, he's very organized in the sense of, like, like, like setting this stuff up until it's ready, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I couldn't, I don't have a whiteboard with all the shit that we have coming up. Like, I couldn't do that. I don't, my mind doesn't work that way. That's how, Cliff is like that, too. I have two planners. I have a work planner and a home planner. And, like, a fun, but I live and die by that planner. Yeah, see, I can't do it because the one time, like, I would get, I think I would get frazzled if I set myself to something and then something changes and then I have to go back through and be like, oh, fuck, you know. Yeah. But also, it's probably from working in the restaurant industry and being oh, a chef sure. and having to think on my feet for so long. You know what I mean? That's a good thing. I'm that's I'm not a good good spontaneous thinker. So it helps in certain situations, you know. True, true. Um. So yeah, well, I'm glad that we both got a good cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I for sure. I don't, I couldn't even. I couldn't tell you the last time that I actually did. You know what I mean? Like. Like, I couldn't tell you when that actually happened. It's been a, a long time, you know, and I'm not a person who's like, oh, no, I never do. I don't do that shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, everybody does. Of course. Or, you know, yeah, everybody does. Yeah. Well, so do you want to get started? As you guys know, our sponsor is Hair by Escandalo and The Other Side. They are sister businesses that work together to provide everything from awesome haircuts and colors to waxing services, facials, makeup, lash extensions, and soon-to-be nails. The salon offers a wide array of talented specialty stylists and offers virtual consultations before your color appointments to ensure you get what you're expecting. The other side is a boutique, spa, and clothing store featuring jewelry from different artists all over the country in curated, upcycled fashion. None of their services or clothing are gendered, so everyone can feel safe and included from start to finish. Want an appointment? Visit their website, escandalohair.com, or on Instagram, at escandalohair, for the online booking link. 10% off of your services if you mention But What Do We Know podcast. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, I'm really excited. You gotta... (sighs) Okay, so... (laughs) I mean, I don't know how far... I don't... You know, so... I'm guilty with being terrible. Like, I, I love doing podcasts, but I'm guilty of not listening to a lot of podcasts. And I'm That's... sorry, I've listened to, I've listened to actually a bunch of your episodes and, you know, I fully enjoy it, but I don't know everything that you guys have touched. Um, um, the man I'm going to marry has listened to about 30 of our podcasts <laughs> in total. So you're fine. I mean, I haven't even listened to full episodes of my own podcast. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um but anyway, so 
for for a while now, and it's actually funny because Zach is into. Um, I don't know if you know who Chris Chan is. That's not who I'm talking about, but it's uh, an internet YouTube sensation that kind of got fucked with and kind of went on the deep end. But I've over the last two years or so, I've gone on deep dives on watching videos and learning about a lot of YouTubers who have gone absolutely batshit crazy oh, and then gone on shit. killing sprees. So the one I'm going to talk about today is actually from Dallas, Pennsylvania, and uh, his name is Randy Stare. So Randy Stare, um, in his early career, had um, a... He was trying to make, like, comedy videos. You know what I mean? Like, so he had, like, this toy frog that was called Froggy, and he had a whale, and, like, you know, like, there's one video where him and the frog are, like, in a hot tub, and the frog looks over him, and he's like, so you're going to tell you tell your parents about us? Like, <laughs> thinking that, like, the frog and him have something going on. Yeah, and, yeah, You know, so it started out innocent like that. Um, and then he sort of... I don't know where the shift went. I don't remember all of the details, but there was a shift, and I think it was during the Columbine shootings that he sort of, like, lost it. You know what I mean? He became yeah. obsessed with it. And then during that time, also, he became obsessed with a Nickelodeon character called Ember from, um, oh, shit, what was the character's... Uh, oh, yeah, also, he went on his... Online presence was called Andrew Blaze, um, but he had an obsession with this character called Ember, Ember from uh, a Nickelodeon show. Give me one second. Let me find out. Uh, Danny Phantom. Oh, my God. So the show was called Danny Phantom. Ember yeah, yeah. was like, he was obsessed with her. He wanted to marry her. He felt like he was in a relationship with her. So he started. With... Sorry to cut you off. Uh, was she the one with the black hair and the green? She... She had green hair, all yeah. black. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So he, like, had an obsession with her. And then he started drawing her and then drawing other cartoons um, where it was called The Phantom Squad, I think it was called. Mm-hmm. And so he started going on and on about all of this stuff and creating cartoons and creating characters and how he was going to... At one point, the, he believed that um, she was talking to him through his own cartoons and oh, when the boy. show came on like you know they were together in a sense and yeah. he felt like once he reached the end of his life he was going to become a cartoon and live out his life with Ember okay. so like hit the first the first cartoon that he actually made was um, uh, yeah so it was Ember's go- actually he recreated Ember and it was Ember's Ghost Squad came out in 2014 um, and he just came up with a bunch of female characters based off of Ember. They sort of looked similar, and they would go off and do all kinds of fucked up shit. And he would actually hire other animators to come up and do different things. And as time went on, um, the content that was going in was getting more and more fucked up. And like I said, he was very obsessed with the whole Columbine to the point that he would quote him quote the the one killer uh like one of his favorite things was um what the dude had actually said and i don't remember i can look up the quote but um yeah he uh he very much so embodied that like he he thought that it was cool and that 
you know, that was the right path to go down. And so the Ghost Squad would go into different things. And the last project that actually he tried to finish himself, because everybody backed out on, was the Ghost Squad, Ember and the, and the other girls going into school and mm-hmm. shooting everything up. So, like, a lot of animators went back and were like, hey, uh, we're not, we're not fucking doing this. No. You know what I mean? Um, now, he did, um, apparently he was struggling mentally, like, he had something going on, but I don't think that there was anything that, like, like, there wasn't, like, uh, Asperger's or any of that shit, you know what I mean? Like, he wasn't. He it was just like a, a quiet kid that kind of got got caught up in his own head in his own world. Did you know that? Um, it kind of just reminded me a little bit of. So there's a they have a name for that now. Like like being caught up in your own world. And kind of yeah. It's like um it's it's like a TikTok psychology kind of name, but they okay. call it maladaptive daydreaming. Okay, I and think I have actually heard about yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's very interesting because I've definitely done that before, especially like as a teenager. And sure, you know, I mean, I mean, in a sense, like we were talking about earlier, like most of the time I spend at home and I'm playing video games. So if you really want to, yeah, like my world that exists within this is my friends and where where I what I do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So yes, I can see that, but it's almost it's almost. Like, I feel like in the sense of, like, hey, uh, if you're doing acid or, or psychedelics, like, don't do too much. You might actually end up believing some of the shit that you see. Exactly. I think there's, like, a point where you're, like, I think maybe this guy has, like, gone, he's gone past the point of no return, it seems. But Yeah, I think it almost got to a point where he was so caught up in it and caught up in, like, like, if you, like, I've watched some of the YouTube videos, um through through the through the um documentary that I had watched on it they had a bunch of them I don't know if they're still available I would assume that they are but mm-hmm. maybe I don't know how YouTube handles that shit yeah but like it got to a point where like literally it was animated well enough that like Ember would come up and he would be like doing kind of all kinds of fucked up crazy weird shit but they would like I don't know. I don't know. It's a very weird, weird thing to, like, mm-hmm. describe. But she was, like, he was set up in a way that they were actually dating. And, like, it was wow. very, very strange. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, it, you, you sort of see it, too, with, like, people. And I'm not I'm not calling anybody out. But, I mean, like, no. the whole bronies and, oh, you know, people, sure. people that are so obsessed with something or an inanimate thing. Like, to the point, like, even Japan has it now, where, or for years now, where you could marry an inanimate, inanimate object, mm-hmm. you know, because if that makes you happy, they're like, yeah, go ahead, whatever. Well, Fuck there's... Ha- go have fun. You've been to Knobles, I'm sure. Yes. There's a lady that's married to the Arabian Nights ride. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. She's... There's one woman who's, ma- who's like, legally... I, I mean, maybe not legally, but she is married to that ride. And Knobles sanctioned that. Yeah, I guess they had to. They had a ceremony, I'm pretty sure. Huh. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, I mean, cool. If that's what you want to do and that's what you love in life, go ahead. You know, it doesn't hurt anybody, you know. But but this dude's obsession got so much. And I think at one point he was so caught up in the cartoon world and thinking that that was a real thing after a while that he got caught up in the afterlife and where Mm -hmm. he was going past his normal life. Yeah. You know, like he would he would 
like the kid was in a sense smart because he released the final episodes after he was dead. Wow. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. had an, a time thing where, you know, it's it's crazy the way that um, everything had uh, gone down. Um, now, um, what he ended up actually doing. So on top of that, he worked at Weiss Markets. He was an overnight stalker. Mm-hmm. His, he got a he got a job I think through his dad or his stepdad, um, who he didn't really like. Um, but I guess one night he decided to put out a thing saying, or he put out a YouTube video stating that, uh, like, sort of cryptic, not cryptic, that something was going to go down. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I guess at eleven o'clock at night, when when Weiss was uh, closed and everybody was off stocking. Uh, oh, you know what? Before I get into this, I should say that he was so obsessed with Columbine that he got the shotguns that the kids used. He got all the shit that those kids used. So he Wait, was obsessed with. Like, not the actual ones, right? I'm sure those No, are- no. Like, a rep- Like he got the same sh- same okay. model shotgun. That's pretty fucking insane. Yeah, he was completely obsessed with... Um, completely obsessed with it. Yeah. Um... And I mean, even if you look, if you even look up pictures of Randy Starr or Stare, you're going to see him holding two shotguns, him pointing, you know, finger guns at the camera. And in the background are all the drawings of his ember and shit on the walls. And, you know, there was definitely something going on. But, um, yeah, he decided that uh, on um, June 7th, 2017, at 11 p.m., he was going to go on his Columbine massacre, which Weiss was Columbine to him at that point. And he basically blocked all of the exits. He made sure that he dropped pallets in front of the exits so nobody could run. Um, Closed off everything and then proceeded to go up and... um, he walked down one aisle, shot a dude, walked oh down to God. another aisle, shot a dude, walked up to a girl who had headphones in that was stocking shelves and stood behind her for what about five minutes. What? And when she didn't realize that she was behind her, he walked away from her, walked down to another aisle and shot another woman and left that girl to live. What? Yeah, like literally... <laughs> straight up fucking stares down at this girl stands behind her with a shotgun pointed at her the girl does not realize that she's there because she has earbuds in and she lives can you imagine how like how she must have felt after that like yeah like both guilty and relieved like that she had headphones she had earbuds in that day fucking crazy Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. You know, when you think about that, I don't think that's a random chance. I mean, imagine, like, imagine the day before this girl's like, you know, I can't fucking deal with the music at work anymore. Nobody's in the store. I need to go buy earbuds and, like, purchase earbuds the night before just so that the next day at work she can listen to her own shit and put them in. Like, imagine if that was the case, like, how fucking weird and crazy that shit would be. It's like, you gotta listen to your intuition. I, I'm telling you, like, some people think that's woo, like, woo-woo, but I, I really believe it. Yeah. So, yeah, so he basically went on this, um, went on this terror. He killed three people, uh, left the other girl to live. 
And then he walked over to the deli section and blew his brains out. Wow. Yeah. I got to be honest with you. I'm not a, not that I'm not a fan, but I really think that the suicide thing at the end, that is some bitch, little bitch shit. Well, because you real at that point you realize, and I mean, even he had stated that like he had put out suicide notes and, and videos, True. and and he had even posted. I think he posted on social media somewhere that he was going to die tonight. You know what I mean? And the yeah. quote that he from the one Columbine kid was, "I hate the fucking world." That's what his like. He loved that line. Um, but yeah, I think it's a cop out. I, I yeah. think because you know that you're, you know that the people that you you the lives that you have affected are never getting closure. Not that they're ever getting closure in any sense, but I don't know. I, I, I've i never been involved in anything to that degree. I've never no. had to fucking deal with somebody taking the live or affecting somebody in my family or even my own, you know, my own life yeah. to the point that somebody was the cause of something. Because I don't know. I don't know if having the person gone is better than having to, to see that person uh, yeah. and then have hopefully you get some sort of justice for it. But when you look at the judicial system, are you really getting justice Probably if they sit not. and rot in a fucking, you know, if it's in Pennsylvania, I don't think that we have, the, do we have the, um, do we have executions anymore in the state of Pennsylvania? You know what? That's a really good question that I don't know the answer to because I haven't done a Pennsylvania case in a long time. Because Hold if we on. don't, then it's um I don't think we do. It I is I don't think that we do either. It's a legal punishment, but there's been no execution since nineteen ninety nine. Okay. So you can so, but mean, it just hasn't happened. Right. So I mean, looking at that, since nineteen ninety nine, even if somebody walked in and shot three people and killed them, I mean, I'm sure we've had crazy shit in Pennsylvania that have spanned past that and mm-hmm. they haven't gotten a death penalty. So knowing that somebody that your tax money now and and you're paying for this dude to live on death row basically because he's going to be in prison his whole life. Yep. Is it Bullshit. better that he's gone or is it better that he's sitting in a cell somewhere? Because he's already mentally fucked up. It doesn't matter. He's going to be living with Ember Ember anyway. He's, yeah, he's squad. got his own world to live in. It's not that. I guess it's a it's a double edged sword kind of thing. I think. But, I do agree with you, though. I think it's 100% a cop-out that oh, yeah. not sitting up and facing, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, I, the, the actual people that you've affected. We talk about, we've talked about that a lot before with, like, oh, my God, I can't think of the word, but, like, the men who, like, the Chris Wattses of the world who, like, kill their families and then right. kill themselves. Like, there's a name for them. They have a name. I can't think of what it is, but... Like, I don't know. It's just, like, such a cowardly thing to do. I mean, killing people, of course, is the worst. But then yes. killing yourself, it's just, I don't Yeah, because, I mean, realistically, you could have just gone. If you wanted to make a statement, if he was, if he wanted to make a statement, because you know what? Like, your work, I mean, there's days I go into work and I'm working for a buddy that I'm just like, fuck, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck everybody. You know what I mean? Like, you have bad days. But if this dude really wanted to just make a statement, he could have just walked over to the deli section, blew his brains out, and while right. it would have been fucked up for the other people to come find him, sure. at least they weren't dead. There's no reason why he actually had to go out and kill three people no. and then take his own life. He could have just taken his own life. He should have just killed himself. As Yes. So, yeah. No, I, I agree. 
Unless in some sort of weird way, he in his head, he couldn't just kill himself because then that wouldn't get him to cartoon land that he had to actually Maybe he had to justify give something it. up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, because then you always do have, you know, I've had friends that, and, and, you know, like, I've had friends just having a talk about it where it's like, hey, man, you know how they uh, how they tell you, like, don't kill yourself. That's not the way, like gonna go to hell and all this mm-hmm. they're like you know what if that's actually the way to get to the next point in life you know what i mean like or you just like if you don't do it then you're kind of like put back into this cycle you know like where you have this philosophical conversation yeah about, you don't know you, don't you know, know where everybody's telling you don't do that but maybe that's the key and i'm just like yeah well i mean i never looked at it that way but you know um but i think a lot of people who are suicidal most can't do it i think a lot of people that end up doing it have just really been pushed to a brink and some people like i feel like this dude wanted to kill himself but he didn't he wasn't able to do it so he had to do something that forced himself to do it yeah you know what i mean like yeah. instead of dealing with cops and the people he needed a reason that he was going to be like oh fuck what did i just do yeah, boom yeah i better do this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what what happened to him? He's on. He's. No, he he walked into oh, the deli duh, section. Oh, he died. And blew I'm his an idiot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, what dead. happened to him? But yeah, yeah, so he he killed himself, and there was anything any of the aftermath, like anything that happened, or um, it just kind of was like, oh, this is terrible. I don't remember all of this. I mean, obviously there was a lot of shit. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm like sure. Was, yeah. You know, um, as far as the aftermath goes, I don't 100% know. I mean, like I said, when he had it all planned that that was the night. So he had set up that when he was dead, the, the episodes were released. And I guess the last episode he couldn't finish without the animator. So some of it's all like black and just text. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just voice work. But um, but yeah, uh, as far as like the aftermath of everything, I, I don't hundred percent know what all happened i'm sure i mean it shook whatever the whole town of dallas i'm sure i feel like i vaguely remember this Mm. like yeah what year was this again 2017 okay yeah i wasn't living there like up by there but i remember it like vaguely I mean, I feel like if you were in the vicinity you would definitely have heard of it i didn't know about it until i stumbled upon a video on it and it was like this YouTuber in Pennsylvania goes on m- murder spree. And I was just like, oh, this. let me click this. You yeah, know this I mean? looks interesting. Uh, I should also add that we uh, do not condone suicide. But no. especially also, well, not at all. I do think that. I don't I was trying to think of a clever way to say <laughs> even more so if you've killed a bunch of people. But that's not. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. not how I want to say that. But we. Yeah. You know. Yeah, uh, no, don't don't do it. I mean, the, what I was talking about before with a friend was a, a very oh, no, very like deep conversation. You know what I mean? I'm not condoning that in any sense. No, and I didn't. I don't think that you are. It's just, I you, everything's got to have a disclaimer these days. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, you turn around and uh, you know you don't want to offend people. You know, like the one thing I will say is, even if I if somebody comes to me and said, "Damn, that offended me." Unless it was like, unless I was directing that at somebody, you know, mm-hmm. if I was like, 
hey, Marissa, blah, 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 and you're like, damn, that offended me. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, well, I'm sorry, but if I make a general statement to somebody and they're like, that fucking offended me. Too bad. Yeah, sorry, I'm not going to apologize. Yeah, no. I will I, say I, sorry I, for not apologizing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we have to tighten up. We have to become more hardened as people. I will literally laugh at anything. Um, <laughs> excuse me, like pretty much anything i mean i laughed during my i made jokes about my grandmother after she had passed away I made jokes about my grandfather after he passed away only to. because when you're in a and you're in an element and people are so serious you kind of have to you know like my my grandfather died of emphysema and i'm still a smoker and people would be like while i'm at the funeral they'd be like are you gonna end up like grandfather i'm like not soon enough you know what i mean like exactly. dumb shit you know what I mean? Because you're but coming at funny. me after something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like I don't remember everything that I said. You know, and but still, you know, it's funny. It get, you know it just gets to a point where people are too sensitive, or they just want something for nothing. Yeah, is what I really think it comes down to. So, I don't know how this happened, but our topics. My topic is very similar to yours. I'm not okay. sure if you're, if you have more to talk about um i mean that's pretty much it i can okay. i can go through facts if you really want to i was kind of just going on a general thing i don't remember yeah. all the stuff but i can pull up more facts if you really need me to um you know like just stuff that his parents had talked about where you know like when they went on a trip to new york city he wanted to jump off he was contemplating jumping off a skyscraper to his death oh god um so he was very mentally ill yeah, and then, like, I guess when he was producing more stuff, um, he expressed a lot of times how he didn't take his life in teenage years. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely, that definitely sort of justifies in the sense of he wanted to, he just couldn't, so he needed a reason to make the next plunge. But keep in mind, he thought he was going to Cartoon World. Yeah, there's, like, a certain a certain amount of delusion there that yeah you... You got to wonder, I mean, we'll never know, but you have to wonder how much of it was delusion based and how much of it was just depression or just being like, you know what I mean? It's it's I think I I think when you really break down and and even if you look at some of his his early videos, I think it was a kid that didn't really have a lot of friends. Mm -hmm. He didn't get along with his dad. And I don't think that his dad really supported him making YouTube videos, even though, like, his first set of stuff was one of the early, like, early adopters of, like, starting to blow up. He had people watching him. So he had sort of, yeah. like, a small fame to him. Yeah. And I then think that kind of dropped off once he started doing Ember's Ghost Squad and, and oh, people realized imagine. that he was losing it a little bit, you know? Yeah. Or some people were still with him, just thought it was an act. Which is scary in and of itself. Yeah, but I mean, how do you really know? Like, you don't. You don't. True. You know, you don't really know, especially when you have somebody who's putting out content originally that's supposed to be satire and funny and stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Where... You know, so if somebody goes to the deep end and they come out with this cartoon that has cartoons going out shooting people and he is being ridiculous and defending this cartoon and saying, like, this is my girlfriend. And, yeah, it could you know, be an act. Is it, is it satire? Is it supposed to be funny? Is this guy serious? You know. It's scary. You don't know nowadays. Like, you don't know what's going on. No. 
I mean, especially with YouTube, I mean, there's so much content put out. Like, I, I you know, billions of videos a day. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's just YouTube. Think about TikTok and, and other things and the amount yeah. of shit that gets put out on the internet on a, on a daily basis. And, yeah. You know, the thing is, is a lot of people think that they want fame. And when you start blowing up and you get to that point, if you're, even if you're a young kid, if you're 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, you think that, uh, you don't know how to handle that. I mean, it's a little scary. Not that I've ever been famous, but it's scary. It's gotta be, you know what I mean? It's different back in the day. If you're in a band and it blows up, at least you, regardless of the support system is genuine or not, at least Mm -hmm. you have a label behind you or marketing PR, you know what I mean? If you blow up today, yes, you're going to get in touch with those people and you're going to have a manager and you have a management system, but you're not going to have a group of people that support you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You're More so, you're going to have people trying to get more shit from you. Yeah, exactly. Because it's easier to contact you, you know? Yeah. You know, look at the OnlyFans thing. You know, there's I've watched plenty of, and you know, I've watched plenty of podcasts or, or vodcasts of, like, you know, the and it's usually a bunch of guys talking to women about their OnlyFans, and mm-hmm. they're sort of like, what's your plan? You're making millions of dollars right now. Are you saving this? Or are you putting it in it? Because it's not going to last forever. No. And then once you get to that point, too, and that drops off, that's got to be a mental psyche. Like, oh, shit, people don't want me anymore. Exactly. It's, it's, it's a very interesting phenomena. Yeah. It's... Like, like very much so. Yeah, it... I'll be curious to see how we grow as like a generation into older adulthood. Yeah, I mean, yes, it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be a very strange thing because we're already dealing with self entitlement in a sense. And then you got people who go out, especially Instagrammers and people who are like, my favorite, my favorite thing is, is, um, when when you see uh, places post no uh, no uh, influencers yeah like like you know like your your uh, sharing doesn't pay my bills you exactly. know what I mean exactly like, no it's true though yeah like people just expect like oh I got millions of people well m- most of those millions of people are probably not even close to anywhere that you're staying or going to and they don't give a fuck about it so why would I give you free shit exactly like if you want to buy it and then we can work something out cool i'll reimburse you something but pay for it first and then come to me yeah yeah you know what i mean like, oh i no, i totally totally understand but the generations and the and the movement forward is going to be a very very strange It'll be a strange spectacle. thing yeah i would i mean you know I, it's hard enough dating in my 40s yeah i couldn't even imagine being a teenager Oh my god! And the first thing you're exposed to is half and half naked women on Instagram, which I'm—I mean, as an adult, I'm like, okay, cool, this is awesome. Yeah, of course. But when you start getting, it's—it's almost a porn mentality of like, don't believe that, you know. And like, you got OnlyFans now, you got Instagram models, you have TikTokers, you have all these challenges and shit. So like, as a teen growing up, imagine what you have to fucking deal with, or what your what your your expectations of life is. Yeah, I mean, in I a was relationship already anyway. in growing up, and then I can't imagine being able to see see people all day on the internet and what they're doing and what they look like and what they're wearing and ugh. Yep, the pressure on that. Like you think that that 
ad companies were putting enough pressure on you then. Ugh. Now normal people are. I know, it's horrifying. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Well, so, speaking of growing up and social media and stuff like that. Right. I have a I have a case that's pretty heavy into the MySpace world. Were you on okay. MySpace? Um, I was very, very shortly. So, I'm a little bit older. I mean, I grew up with it. Yeah. But I didn't jump onto the really the MySpace craze. Like, I didn't... I had a page, but I didn't really, like, do much with it. It was yeah. there. But You're I didn't, like, my like, brother's my brother's age. So, he was yeah. not huge onto it either. I remember. Right. Like, it right. was... But... Um, I think so, I was too busy playing games and online shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like to, I I was aimer. Like I used aim and ICQ all the time. So I, I was meant, always I, I was. I do I too. To love it. Said it, I think I set more away messages on random dumb shit than anything. You it's know what I mean? Best. Like that was my thing. I miss you know? it. Yeah. Um. So, my topic today is the. It's a pretty. Sh- it's a pretty short topic, but I did the Farmville murders. Have you ever heard of this? I have not. So, unfortunately, it's not about the the app Farmville like I thought okay. it was. Okay, okay. I was a little disappointed. All right, all right. Um, but so okay, I'll go kind of from the top. It's a it's a little bit of a shorty. Okay. But so you we'll start with there's a girl. Her name was Emma Niederbrock. Uh, okay. At the time that this happened, she was 16 years old. She lived in Farmville, Virginia, which is where it gets its name from. Which is just, okay. a, it's a little bit outside of Richmond. And okay, I've never been, I've been, I mean, I've probably been through it, but. Yeah, I've never been even, I don't think I've even been to Richmond, Virginia. It's okay. I mean, yeah. you know, you know sure Virginia's Virginia. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, you know. So she, she was the daughter of Deborah Kelly, who was actually a forensic, um, she taught, I, I don't know, I'll find this somewhere later but she taught forensic psychology i believe in in college she was a professor um and then her dad was mark niederbrock i'm not totally sure what he did okay but so emma was she was very she was said to be very kind very sweet um but she grew up in a pretty religious household and was homeschooled Okay. Which is a little bit of a recipe for disaster. And she rebelled pretty hard and kind of fell into the goth the goth scene culture of the time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Especially during the whole MySpace thing. Goth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wait, so that would be... Was she into... Do you know if she was into, like, um, Manson? Was she a, a Manson or carrying around lunchbox type deal or more just goth? So she's a horror, Ah, horror core. Okay. Okay. It's actually pretty important. It's like a whole thing with this. It's interesting. I didn't know much about it, but um, so yeah, she was a big fan of this genre of music known as horror core, which I had never heard of until today. Horror core is a subgenre of a metal, correct? So it's hip hop based. Oh, it's oh okay. I think that it did eventually move into parts of metal okay but from the one the parts that she listened to was hip hip hop based which is Uh, that's strange to be hip hop based goth yeah but if you so i saw some of them i was watching some of the music videos and it 
it works. They get they do what what they want. Like it works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sort of. I wouldn't listen to it, but fair, they, fair um, enough. They they like to talk about murder and horror movies and you know all that stuff. Okay, okay. But so like Necro, uh, I don't know if you know know who Necro is. I don't. He's a rapper that that's based off of like dead. You know, like his name's Necro. Makes you know? sense. So, yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, she, so we talked about this in like the, I did a podcast about the Slipknot murders and how a lot of people, I think, try to blame music on bad things that happen. They do. I mean, video games get it too. For whatever reason, movies used to, but don't. Not as much anymore. Yeah. Or television. Like there's more fucked up shit that I see on regular television than I do in a video game. I'll be honest with you. Totally. Or even music, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think listening to this music and from what I researched, it was pretty harmless. It didn't have a lot of... There was nothing in it. Of course, they, like, talked about dead bodies and stuff like that, but sure. otherwise, it's harmless. I mean, I mean, if you're talking about... If it's horror-based, then obviously there's going to be bodies somewhere. You it's know fictional, I mean? like, yeah. Yeah. You know, like... I'm sure somebody rapped about, you know, Freddy Krueger. I mean, there's a metal band that, that's all about... Re, like movies, like horror movies, like yeah. one's Evil Dead, one's Jason, one's Fred. You know what I mean? And they go, I forget what it's the fuck exactly, they're called, but it, it's exactly that. You can't, you can't blame people who, people who write horror movies aren't horror like terrible people. They're just creative people. I mean, some might they be might fucked be terrible, up, but sure. you know what? But I would rather them put it out on the page and the <laughs> screen than to actually go out and do that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I mean, one of my best friends is a horror fanatic. He has so many horror busts in his house. Like one to one scale horror busts. Like he has a full from the from the belly to the head of Predator mm-hmm. in his house. And that thing's fucking intimidating, but I'm sure. You know what I mean? Like you talk to him and he's a normal dude that just goes out and does his normal shit. It's just that he loves horror, you know what I mean? So, I'm, like, I totally get that side of the music and the horrorcore and getting caught up in it. You're caught up in a group of people that love the same thing, you know? Yeah, I I related a lot to her because um, I've always been very into horror and I've always been into, like, um, just, I don't know, I was just reading a book about, like, cannibalism and... I don't right. know just and but I also really like puppies and the color pink and like <laughs> yeah. and I don't I'm not I'm not like oh I'm one of those girls it's just that that's been my whole life I've just always liked sure. both things right, right um so I don't think one thing makes you another um no, no it's just the interest that you have you know? yeah exactly and I think it makes you know makes people people but when right. you're when you're in high school I think it's a little bit of a sticky situation it can be a sticky situation yeah, I mean, I mean, I look back at high school and like before, like if you if you were talking to me right now and this was high school, mm-hmm. and you're like, hey, what are you into? I'd be like metal, just metal music yeah. all the time, you know, fuck everything else. And then as soon as I got out, I was like, wait a second, the Beatles sound cool and yeah, this hip hop sounds awesome. And you know, once you realize, once you sort of get away from like your front or whatever you feel like because as a kid you feel like you have to be something Mm -hmm. you know what i mean one thing yeah like you can't be split apart you know even though like i was cool with the jocks and everybody else like i didn't really have a group i mean i had a small group of friends who were a band you know what i mean we were a family 
But beyond that, I was cool with everybody. And if I just took that same thing within what I like to do, but also we're talking about, I was a nerd back then too. I was playing video games and doing that shit. And I would, you don't talk about that back then. Yeah. Yeah. No, same. I will. It, it's a, it was different. Yeah. It was a very different, different yes. time. I think. Um, well, so Emma, Emma, she, because it was like a very popular time on the internet, she spent a lot of time on MySpace, of course. And on MySpace, she met a guy. Okay. And this guy's name was Richard Alden Samuel McCroskey the Third. Richard Mitchell. Wait, say that again. Oh my God, I have to process this. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> Richard Alden Samuel McCroskey the Third. Okay, so I'm just gonna put this out there. If somebody with more than Five syllables to their name contacts you online. Be wary. Don't talk to them. Yes. <laughs> it's a good. It's a good piece of advice. Yes. <laughs> you shouldn't have more than one first name or have names that are could be first names. Yes. It's too much. Yeah. So yeah. they met each. They met each other on a horrorcore MySpace page, and this was in 2008. Okay. And Richard. Richard was a bit older than Emma. He was 20 at the time. And she was how old? 17? She's 16. 16, okay. So, you know. Yeah, um, he's pushing the boundary there. I mean, technically he did he did he is stepping the line, you know. Yeah. Even though I think Pennsylvania the age of consent is 16, it's but 16. I think I think though, I mean, I still don't think that that's I don't think a 16-year-old can really make a decision. What's when you when somebody's 20 and you're 16, the 20-year-old has a little bit more experience even though we're still wet behind the ears at that point, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think even at 20 I was an idiot. I wouldn't be able to make decisions. Sure. That makes sense. Sure. Um so he lived uh, Richard lived in Castro Valley, California. And Okay, he so he's was, all the way on the other side of the world. Yeah, so country. they're like they have the true internet relationship kind of thing forming right um and he was an aspiring horror horrorcore rapper and he went by the name psycho sam okay and he gave that name to himself he also gave himself the name lil demon dog Little Demon Dog. Little Demon okay. Dog. Before all the Littles pop, start popping up. He, he was, was one of the original Lils. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he lived with his parents and a sister, Sarah. Okay. And, like, uh, Richard was, he was shy. He was an outcast. He was very, very severely bullied in school. Okay. Uh, he actually dropped out of two separate schools due to bullying. And he he didn't really express this online, but he was like just not not confident. He was very he was shy. Like he just he was having a hard time. Right. Um. And Richard and Emma, though, they quickly they bonded pretty quickly. Well, I mean that makes sense. He he was struggling with with uh, being bullied, and she had family issues. Is that what it was, or was it issues at school? She was homeschooled, so she was pretty oh, okay, isolated okay. as well. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. They, yeah, so you're not really going out and meeting people. Exactly. You know? They they kind of, like, 
they found solace in each other. Like they're both isolated, and they both felt like they were rebel, not like not rebels, but they were outside on the outskirts of society. Now, I will say, um, growing up, my parents moved me to Pennsylvania when I was eight. I lived in Bushkill uh-huh. in Pocono Mountain Lake Estates. I was the only kid on my block, and for, so they moved me up when I was eight. I had a babysitter up until I was ten. Or 12, I'm sorry. Once once I was 12, then I could be home by myself. Now, the only thing that saved me was the internet because I would find, be able to talk to yeah. friends online. The weird thing about the internet, and I will say this, and it still happens today. Sometimes it's easier to have a conversation with somebody online because there's no... It doesn't matter. There's no weird interaction. If you're playing a video game and you're all in the same thing, or use World of Warcraft, for example, and somebody comes up and messages you, it's the easiest conversation you will have because totally. there's no, there's nothing, there's no barrier. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing separating me from that other person. You know what I mean? So like yeah. having a conversation, it's such an easy thing because you're just typing to somebody. So when you get into talking to people online, you can be convinced on something or told to like, yeah, I'm not believing everything that somebody says, but most of the time it's just talking about the game and then you kind of like, get, oh, how was your day? Good. You know what I mean? You get into yeah. a general conversation. Most people that I see outside, I'm not like, hey, how's your day? And having a full conversation to them. And I think the thing is, too, which is a little bit, well, you also can perceive people much, much. You're perceiving someone the way that they are trying to make themselves be perceived as. That, yes, that. There's an element to that, but also I almost feel like when I talk to people online, or at least when I was younger, it's always uh, treat people how you want to be treated. So mm-hmm. I always sort of had it in my head that I was sort of talking to my own self. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm going to sort of believe people, give them the benefit of the doubt because they seem nice, even though I've never met the person before. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You give them and the benefit of the doubt because they are they have the same hobby as you or they the same you think situation they must as be, you. must be cool. Like, yeah. they must be... And it can be dangerous. I was in a... Not a sticky situation because I was a little bit smarter than I think some people would be. But there was a... I was in a... Um, it was this book that I really was into. It was like okay. a sci-fi book by one of the old writers of Star Trek and it was a very niche little group and I had a way too close friendship with a guy I found out to be like 46 and I was like 11 Uh, or 12 yeah and so yeah that that's yeah that's it's a little it was a little weird yeah I mean as a dude I mean I don't think a lot of stories come out and I'm not going to go into all the details because they were pretty nasty but when i was younger and i first started i don't remember if you know irc if you ever used a chat program irc Mm-mm. so there was a lot of chat rooms and you find all kinds of walks of people but let's just say that there was a person that had contacted me saying that they were this they were a little bit older than me a female that they wanted to get into certain things and wanted to fool around and all that shit and it was a very weird thing but they wanted me to do specific things and send pictures and I was just like oh no this is fucking weird no, uh no I'm good like I'm yeah. out you know what I mean like yeah no no you know like you get into weird things like I'm I'm a firm believer that everybody's pretty naturally good until you give me a reason not to be especially yeah. now so even in my general day if I'm on the internet I'm going to believe that when I have a general conversation with somebody that it's 
sort of genuine. They're you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but the internet's a fucked up weird place. Anyway, it is. so so it is. they found each other and so, they were talking. Yeah. So they found each other, and coincidentally, both of their parents were going through a divorce at the same time. So that really like amplified this relationship, and it got romantic pretty quickly. And they hadn't met each other. They had not met each other. No, um, I do have a question. You don't have to actually answer this. Okay. Did you ever get into an online relationship with somebody without meeting them? And it yes. could be it could be a crush like when you're 15, 16, and you're, you know, you get, no, you get involved. No, I absolutely did. Okay. And pretty old, too. Okay. Okay. Without like, meeting, I before meeting the person. Never met them in, ever. Okay. I mean, I mean, there are stories. I mean, there's plenty of stories of people finding their love online, not meeting for a long time. I mean, shit, there's documentaries of people playing World of Warcraft and they get into a whole section about love and they found themselves through that or other games ever yeah. classed anything. So it does happen. There, there are things without meeting people. You can, you can, you can have a genuine connection with somebody. Um, it's just, you know, without the physical side and, and the distance, can you really trust people? No, I, I think you know about I mean? that a lot. Like, I was, I don't know, probably like 18 or 19. And um, I never had any reason to think that the, that he was a bad person. He was always right. very nice, and we always chatted a lot. It wasn't like a relationship relationship, but definitely it was more than just a, a friendship. Did you, right. did you ever um, have one? Nothing that was, like, serious. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, but then again, I think I got to a point where it was like, can I really take this person serious? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like yes, you want to believe that you can. And I think it was more, if I remember correctly, it was probably before I could even drive. So, like, the, the pipe dream of even going to meet somebody. No, actually, actually, I'll take that back. I did, I did go out. I actually did... I hung out with somebody that I was talking to, but it didn't mm -hmm. work out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where their online persona was obviously different. And I don't even want to say catfish. They were the person that they presented themselves yeah, as. Yeah, but sometimes you're just different. Yeah, you're different online because there's it's not easier. that. Yeah, it is. You can type things and the way you perceive it and the way you come out. And there are people that are more flirty online than they are in, in person. Sure, you know, like yeah. their, their personality sort of comes out a little bit more in person or, yeah. or online than in person. You know, like, it's weird. Like, a lot of people, just using myself as an example, like, you've been around me plenty of times at this point. Yeah. If I'm out at a party or I'm down even at the basement bar, nine times out of ten, I'm going to find a corner that I like. It's chill there. I don't yeah. have to have active conversations with everybody. And a lot of people think that I'm either rude or... You know, like if you've never met me, you know, like I used to go to Rich Blackmore's Halloween parties and mm -hmm. while everybody's off doing all kinds of crazy shit, I was sitting in a corner smoking cigarettes, drinking beer in a costume. Sometimes I'm just like, nice that's, that. that's what I like to do. You know what I mean? But I'm no different when you talk to me here. No. Have a conversation with me there. You know what I mean? Like, but some people's personalities completely change. No, don't get me wrong. I can be, I, if I want to fuck with people, it's easier to do it on the internet. You know what yeah. I mean? But yeah, I uh, I know what you mean. It's, it, I think as you get older too, you realize that it's not really worth. It's kind of exhausting to be two different people. 
Oh, big time. Big time. I mean, I couldn't do it. I don't know how many. Like, when you look at people who are having, like, three active relationships at the same time, oh, how God, the fuck do you deal with that? Shit. How do you deal with that shit? How, I like, I have a hard time dealing with myself sometimes. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, oh my God. It's fucking um, crazy. Anyway, we had gotten so, off a tangent. So I they know, were, we're tangent. It's, we're bad at this. I think this is a danger. <laughs> we're a dangerous combo. Because we're just like, just, yeah, hey. We're chatty. I mean, I, you know, I think it works though because no, you know, I agree. when you bring it up, like that's a good point because like, I don't know, like I, I look back and I've had plenty of conversations that probably could have turned into an online relationship with uh-huh. somebody and I'm just like, no, nah, I'm not interested. Or, you know, like I'm going to go play this video game. You have fun. Have a nice day. You yeah, know what I mean? It's exhausting. I know. I was not, I was not into the, into the dating world whatsoever. I could literally care less. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Not I had too much shit to do. You know what I mean? I wanted to be on Broadway and that's it. When I was like in that world, I just, that was all. Yeah. But okay. So back to Emma. Yes. Um, so Emma and Richard, they got pretty close. They were like, Richard called Emma, his girlfriend. We don't know if Emma called Richard, his, her boyfriend. Okay. Because unfortunately, we won't get any information from Emma ever again. Not to be a spoiler mm. alert. Okay. But so, just like a little bit about Richard's online persona, he his he was trying to be a rapper, and his lyrics were very explicit. He talked a lot about the voices in his head. Um, there was a song that he wrote about getting rid of rotting corpses, like. He was just okay. he just had some things, you know, to talk about. Right. So in September of two thousand and nine, Richard was twenty and Emma was sixteen. Okay. And they decided that they wanted to meet in person. And they were gonna meet at a music festival. It was a horror horrorcore music festival called Strictly for the Wicked. Okay. And where and was that at? This was in Michigan. Okay, so they were both going to Michigan. Yep. Okay. So they they had to figure out. I don't believe Emma drove at the time. Um, so Emma's parents actually agreed to take her, one of Emma's online friends, whose her name was Melanie Wells. She was eighteen. Um, and that, lived, they hadn't met either. They had not met either. Okay. So their parents were gonna. Emma's parents are going to take her, Emma, Melanie, who was eighteen. And Richard, who is 20, they were all going to meet at Emma's house. Okay. And then her parents drove them 10 hours to the concert. I mean, that's some pretty awesome parents, I'll be honest with you. Like, especially back then, especially back then, MySpace days, hey, I want to meet, I want to go to this festival, and these people I haven't met online before that I talk to every day are going to come. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if I told my parents I'm going to meet somebody online back then, they'd be like, you fucking out of your mind? My mom would smack me. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, so they they went, they they all met at Emma's house. Um, and Richard, the, backtracking a little because my notes are not great. Um, Richard, he got to Emma's house on September 6th. Okay. And... Emma and Richard, they were like super excited to meet each other, of course, because they were in love. And when Emma right. saw Richard, she was like, oh, 
hell no. Like, this is not the guy I've been talking to. Right, right. She got catfished big She time. got catfished bad. Yeah. Um, and not only just physically did he catfish her, he, he was the guy in the pictures. He just was far more overweight than he had himself that then he made himself out to be in the pictures right and i think that from what i understand emma was like not not totally bummed about that but he was not his persona was not at all who she thought yeah he he suffered from uh i can talk online but i can't talk to you yeah like that type of deal like my personality is not the same personality that I presented you with. He presented as a very tough guy, is how she had told her friend. She thought he was very tough, and then when she met him, he was like a real, he was very shy, kind of like softy. I wonder if he had sent her music, and um, if it was actually his music. It was. It was his music. It was definitely his music, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, But so... Then so Melanie, Richard, Emma, Emma's parents, they all go to Michigan and the whole time Emma is like she's sixteen, so she she pretty much ignores Richard the whole time and she just kind of hangs out with her friend Melanie. Right. And she's flirting with other guys at this festival. She's texting other guys. Um, and Richard's very mad about this. Very, very mad. Um and so they they go to the festival whatever then that sunday they they travel back to virginia and the morning after the three of them are just hanging out at the house now melanie she was supposed to go home that wednesday okay richard was i don't know how long he was supposed to stay there for but it was a while like at least a week he was going to be there okay so it was super awkward oh yeah because they probably like, oh, I'm going to come out, we'll go to the festival, and then and we'll, we'll spend the whole things. week. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was awkward. So they're hanging out at Emma's house, and Emma is, like, she's ignoring Richard, Richard, and she's just, you know, she's not into it. And he was really unhappy about this. And he started to drink quite a bit. Uh, he smoked okay. marijuana. And Uh-oh. I know the devil's lettuce, <laughs> and Shame he potentially did some other drugs. I don't know what they were, but right. uh, we'll see. So skip ahead. I went. I got a little creative with the way that I that I wrote out this out. Right, but right, right. so the following Tuesday, Melanie's parents. Uh, now Melanie is her friend. They were gonna going to check in with Melanie because she was supposed to be coming home the next day. Okay. And they hadn't heard anything from her, which was very unlike her. And right. they tried. And I'm to sure back then the parents were like, "If you're going meeting your internet you friends, make sure better. you talk to us." Yeah. Yes, like all the time. Yeah. Uh. So they and they hadn't heard from her, so they they called her a bunch of times and whatever. They were just getting super worried. So Melanie's father actually drove. 200 miles from West Virginia to Virginia Shit. to pick her up. He was so worried about this. Right. Worried about I her. mean, I would be too, honestly. Oh my God, I yeah. don't have any kids, but I mean, if I didn't hear from my kid that just went out to meet friends back then in MySpace oh, for days, hell no. 
and you're not hearing from that from from her, yeah, you of I course. I would drive, and I Fuck fucking yeah. hate driving. I would, you know what? If my dog was in that much trouble, I would do it. Or yeah, I was worried. Yeah. yeah. So he goes. He drives all the way there, and the house is quiet. They go. He goes to to Emma's house, and the house is quiet, but it's locked. And he basically waits there all day he tries calling her and nothing and then he drives back home oh so he was there waiting to like maybe she'll walk outside yeah and, and i'm taking like, her and home. then he fucking he waits and then is like oh i gotta get back home now yeah he's like uh she's not here like so I, he, see that's weird to me as a, so, I mean, I guess in his case, I mean, he probably pulled it over. Like, do I go to the police? But if I'm talking, like, she's here with a friend, that's weird. You know what I mean? Like, what would you do in that situation? Would you go to the police if you haven't heard from your daughter and you just drove all this way and you don't see any movement or? Uh, I personally, I disagree with what he did. I, if I was there and I'm not a parent, so like, whatever, I can't, right. I can't say, speak to that, but if I drove all that way there and my daughter wasn't there and I, if I wasn't coming home with her, that would right. be a problem. You know, how long did he wait? Did so it, say? it didn't, it's not exactly easy to find out. I've really not heard a whole lot about his whole trip there, but okay. I believe it was until the following day. I don't know how long he actually sat out in front of the house. Okay. But he was 200 there. miles is what? Like, uh, that's about Philly. So about three and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, you know, yeah, not three hours super so. far, but... Far enough that far if you're enough. driving that distance... I would. I mean, I'm assuming he probably went and knocked on the door and got no he response. Did. Yeah, okay. and it was empty. It was locked and dark, and he couldn't see anything. So maybe he just figured, like, they're out doing shit. I think that's what he thought. I, that's what I can imagine. Like, oh, she's out. You know, maybe I'm just overreacting. I'll go home. Right. So he goes home and Melanie's mom is not, she's not happy about this. She's like, so she calls, she calls Emma's, Emma's home phone. Okay. That's that Thursday of that week. Okay. And she, and her daughter was supposed to be home the day before? On Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. And she, she calls and she calls and she calls and eventually Someone picks up the phone and it's Richard. Okay. And she knows Richard because they're friends online. So she's like, oh my God, thank God. Oh, and her mother is friends online with Richard as well? No, no, no. She, know, she knew Oh, she Richard knows that they were okay. Via okay. Melanie. Like she heard gotcha. her talk. So she's like, oh, okay, this is good. So she asks Richard where, where Melanie's at. And he's like, oh, she's out. They went to the movies or something. And she keeps calling to, to try and get a hold of him. And Richard's story changes every time right. that she talks to him. So she starts to get suspicious. She calls the police. The police go to Emma's house. Okay. Richard answers the door. And they say, where's, you know, where's Melanie? Where's Emma? Where's blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, they're out. And the police fucking leave. That's weird. They you know, like, leave. especially, especially, so, like, I mean, I guess the police don't really, I mean, what year was this again? 2009. So, 2000, no, the internet was was a thing then. Yeah. Like, 
people like like the police maybe maybe not old timers but somebody has an idea of what the internet is so Something's like wrong yeah so like if this dude answers the door and obviously if the police are like do you live here and he's like no i'm just no. in from california and it's like okay well where are the homeowners oh well they're out well like, they left they you back? here they left you here you know what i mean yeah you know it's not not the best police work but yeah hey so Kathleen Kathleen who is Melanie's mom I know there's a lot of names in this one um she calls Emma's dad and Emma's okay. dad and her mom are divorced so Emma's dad doesn't live at this house so only she, her mom does only her mom yep okay okay so she calls Emma's dad and she tells Emma's dad, I haven't heard from my daughter. And he is like, you know what? Now that you say it, I haven't heard from my daughter in three days. Right. So he lives like 15 minutes away. He gets in the car and he drives over there. And uh, Kathleen's waiting for a call from him. And she never hears back from him, Mark, the dad. Okay. So <clears throat> that's when... He gets to the... Mark arrives at the house on September 17th. Okay. Kathleen does not hear back from him. So on Friday, September 18th, she calls the police again. And they arrive at the home and they find a very awful, terrible scene. Okay. So the Monday night into Tuesday morning, when they had gotten back... When uh, Richard was doing drugs and drinking and all of that. Right. He, he was very mad. He got very angry. Emma was sleeping in her bed. Um, Emma's mom was sleeping in her bed. And then Melanie was sleeping on the couch in the den downstairs. Okay. Richard was still awake. And unfortunately, he decided he attacked all three of the females in the house. As they were Jesus. sleeping and killed them with within a short period of time around 3 a.m. Jesus. Um, he first killed Emma. I'm sorry. He first killed Melanie, who was on the sofa. Then Kelly, who was, who was the mom. The, the mother. Yeah. And then Emma in her bedroom. So he I, saved Emma for last. He did. It was the special... The special... No, none of them woke up. I believe it was with a, like, it was blunt force trauma. I think he used a bat. That's fucking terrible. I know. I mean, I mean hopefully, hopefully at least they didn't have any pain. You know what I mean? Like, he said that none of them woke up. So I'm hoping. It's one of those situations, you know what I mean? Like, he hit them hard enough where they were already asleep and. It that just was knocked them. I mean, it's fucked up. It's still, it's yeah, but up. I hope that for them it wasn't, you know, so yeah. terrible. So, now he he killed them, and then he kind of, he sat around with their bodies until September 17th, when Mark, Emma's dad, came into the house. He had a key, of course, so he walked in. Right. And Richard attacked him with a, oh, with a maul. Oh, so, uh, yeah, that's like, um, it's like a bat with a giant ball at the end of it, you know, yeah. Somehow, sometimes they have spikes and shit on them, but yeah, 
So he he attacked Mark with the that mall, and he killed him as well, which is why no one had heard back from him. No, he just he didn't do anything with the bodies. He just let him sit there and he let him there for the whole time. He just he didn't get a shower. He didn't clean anything up. He just hung out in there. The fuck, right? Like, I I mean, how? I mean, it's got to smell at a certain point, so the smell oh. has to start setting in. Um. But I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, obviously he, I don't know if it was induced like drugs or, or alcohol or whatever. He got pissed off and killed three people, but to stay there, you know what I mean? That's a thing. And then, so when, like, so the, when the police got to the house, they said that the stench was so horrific that they don't even understand he had left by the time the police got there right and they're like wherever he is he's not getting far because he probably smells so terrible yeah that there's there's no way like especially if he hasn't showered or anything you know no like how fucking gross yeah uh so he he fled and he stole mark the the dad's 2000 honda okay and so he stole the Honda and then he actually got pulled over by a cop. Okay. For not having a I'm not sure why, but he didn't have his license a driver's license on him. And the cop hmm. just let him go, which I mean whatever. And this was in this was in Virginia where he got this, stopped? Yeah, this is in Virginia. What the fuck kind of police work is going on in Virginia? I know it's so shitty. <laughs> Like, obviously, um, you would put out an APB on somebody that's on the run for for killing. Exactly. And and maybe there's a smench, like, damn, dude, when was the last time you had a shower or something? Like, something's wrong. Yeah. So, he actually ends up crashing that car. Okay. And he hitchhikes. He gets into a truck. And the truck driver says that he smelled so bad that he couldn't the truck driver was like physically ill from this oh i can only imagine he said it's just he smelled like literal death like and he hadn't showered so he smelled just terrible well because he had death stench on him and whatever body and odor everything that he had else. going on yeah now he wasn't covered in blood or anything like that so from what i understand he was he never changed his clothes so okay so <laughs> So the so police. my question is, yeah. So when the cop pulls him over and like, hey man, is that blood? You know what I mean? Like, unless it's like just a small spot on like his upper arm or something. Like, but, you know what I mean? But I, I mean, mean, but if, if you're, you're bludgeoning someone to death, like, there's got to yeah. be more. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've never done it before, so. Well, I've never done it either. But I mean, like, then you're hanging around the bodies. Like, I'm sure you're not being careful as to what you're doing. No. And then you kill somebody that comes into the house. So there's got to be blood somewhere. Somewhere. It ne- definitely wasn't a clean kill. Like Yeah. But so he, he goes to the airport, you know, as okay. you do when you're on the run, to try yeah. and fly back to California. Right. Um, but police apprehend him, of course. And right. 
he was charged with first degree murder robbery and grand larceny for stealing the car but and he was later charged with six counts of capital murder okay he he was held in piedmont regional jail on suicide watch um, because he did uh, i believe he said he oh he he had said he was going to commit suicide and right. then on September 20th, 2010, he pled guilty to the four murders. And he was facing the death penalty at the time, but the family actually decided to do a plea deal with him. The family of all the victims? Yes. They kind of, the, the Commonwealth's what was the plea attorney. Deal? Life in prison. For what, though? I don't know. So what the plea... So... Do you think it's in the sense that the family doesn't want murder on their hands? Because at that point, when you sentence them, when you're like, okay, go ahead, fucking kill them because they killed my... I mean, me, if it was somebody that I loved, you know, you know, friends, family, or family to me, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So if something happened and it was because somebody just fucking blatantly murdered somebody... No, fuck you. You should die. You know what I, I mean? I agree. Yeah. But do you think it's that case where they're like, I don't want that blood on my hands? So I think personally, what I have in my notes about the plea agreement was they didn't want to go to trial. So I. Okay. So they just wanted maybe, to settle it out. Yeah. They didn't want to go through the. I'm sure it would be pretty traumatic to do it. Yeah. Uh, I understand. I, I, I'm not like that. I don't think I would feel that way. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, were they worried that he was going to get off with a lesser sentence? Maybe. I can't imagine how. I mean, the the crazy thing is, is when you get other people involved with a jury, you never fucking know. You don't. But I can't really see how. I mean, I feel like even with jury trials, there's got to be something where a judge can be like, you know what? Nah. That's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, nah. Yeah, I looked at that. Thanks, but... The fuck this guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. But I don't know how that all works. I I don't either. I'm not the the best expert on the judicial system. I know it sucks, but like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's still in jail today. So it goes back to my whole thing. Is it better? Because regardless, you're paying taxes for this man to live. Mm-hmm. For the rest of it. So you're paying for this man who killed your loved one to live in a cell, which I'm sure it's high security, maximum sentence type of deal. And I doubt he's on suicide watch at this point in his life because he's now adjusted to living in prison. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, I mean, it goes back to like when you talk to certain people like homeless, like when when people get out of a long sentence and they don't know what to do, a lot of times Mm -hmm. they'll commit another crime because the only thing that they know and they're comfortable with is going back to prison. Yeah. Or you get a homeless guy who knows that they're going to get a bunch of meals, a warm place to live, you know, and you get used to that. That's your life. It's better than being out on the street or better than not being able to function as a person in society like when you look at the judicial system and and the way that um prisons work like you don't you're not really educated to be brought back into the real world especially if you have a long like if if you commit a crime when you're 17 or 18 let's say 
and you get a 55 year sentence what what are you gonna do it's a different you're not getting world. social security you're not getting a job you're not getting you're not getting anything what are you gonna mm-hmm. do you know you have that long you you know like i wouldn't even if 40 years from now if i just appeared if i was just myself now mm-hmm. right 40 years in the future i wouldn't know how to do anything yeah because just like what the fuck is this yeah you know not only that but everything that you've got to become accustomed to and everything that you do on a daily basis is now gone your mm-hmm. home your home is now no longer your home and humans as crazy are, as that sounds no it's humans are creatures of habit mm-hmm. and you can't just take them out of it and put them into a different a different environment i and that's why there's such a what's the recid- rate high rate of recidivism right yeah and i'm and, not saying that not and i'm not generalizing not everybody has that thing no. where they they come in and out and they don't have anything that they can do i'm not saying that i mean there are successful inmates that come mm-hmm. out and live active lives you know what i mean yeah. and they turn their shit around and they you know what i mean i'm not saying that the prison reform is completely broken but there's a lot broken to it and there's a, there's lot, a lot broken to sentencing like do i think that everybody should get a death penalty no but no. i mean we really need to look at our sentencing if you're fucking if if a dude gets busted for marijuana and you're fucking giving him 35 years He's what are so you doing stupid. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like what are oh, we totally. doing here? If you murder somebody and you're getting a certain amount of sentencing and m- maybe in their head is they're not going to live the fucking 50 years. Mm-hmm. At the, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But what if they do? And what are you doing for them? Nothing. Nothing. Literally You know what nothing. I mean? Yeah. It's crazy. And then you put them back out i mean there's plenty of also stories where people seem to learn their lesson and they come out even at 70 years old and fucking go out and murder again yeah well, you know what they know yeah yeah so i mean i uh, this guy's gonna be in jail for a long time well for the rest of his life thank right thank god like yes but i mean he's definitely fucked up like he's totally there's fucked something up. fucked up there's something fucked up with that, you it's know. A piece of shit, yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know those those poor families, what a what a tragic thing to deal with. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a fucking scary thing when you think about it. Like this dude just goes to check on his daughter and his ex wife because he hasn't heard from the daughter. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're no longer there. You know what I mean? Like it's fucking wild. It's crazy. You know, um, when you get into this, like, yeah, actually, I was having a conversation with. Uh, my old boss's uh, son, I ran into him at the grocery store, and he's like, yeah, uh, you know, like I'm taking psychology classes, you know. Mm-hmm. He works for, like, a construction company. He's doing it for, you know, f- for fun. Like, you know, he's taking classes, and he's like, yeah, have you ever done it? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm like, the, the side of psychology that I like is, like, I think it's called the box test or whatever, where fucking... They would set people up in a room, put a box in front of them, and say, "If you press that button, somebody you don't know in another room is going to get shocked." Oh, and everybody Stanley Milgram's. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. My favorite experiment of all time. So I love that type of shit, and I also yeah. really like the psychology of like when they get into serial killers and talk to, um, 
you know, and, and, you know, just talk about the psyche of somebody who has gone down that path. Like, it's very interesting to me, but it's also fucking brutally scary. Mm-hmm. You learn, that's what I went to school for, and it, it made me think much, it, it just, it changes a lot of things. I'm not, no expert, but you, just right. learning just in general changes a lot about how you view people. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even, even, I don't know, I mean, not, not to get into a lot of things, I mean, but doing certain things to open up your mind, you know, psychedelics and and other things, like, also changes the way you look and view people and the world, and you kind of have to, like you said, you always go with your gut instinct, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, like, you always look at something, and no matter how much you want to try and justify, oh, maybe it's not that bad, if your initial reaction is fucking bad, don't go with it yeah if it's not a fuck yes it's a fuck no i'd like to live yeah live by that yeah exactly well i think this was thank you so much for coming on the podcast Justin. yeah for sure for sure i had a blast i you know sorry if we went off on tangents and and other things but no i did i did have a a blast i think it was no i would love to do another another episode with you sometime i really i enjoy i really enjoyed like I feel like we have a good, we have yeah, a good yeah. conversation. Anytime, anytime you want to want to do an episode, you let me know and we'll make okay. that happen. <laughs> cool. All right. All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up for today. So before we leave today, I just wanted to uh, thank you guys for listening. You can find us on Facebook at BWDWK Podcast, on Twitter at BWDWK Podcast, Instagram at but what do we know podcast and then you can email us at but what do we know pod at gmail.com Justin I think we actually already have almost all of your information linked in our thing already probably so (laughs) but I'll I'll add more just go to houseboat.live you'll be able to find all of our stuff Um, oh we got it right here yeah exactly see you're already already set we're already good Um, yeah well Thank you so much, and we—I'd love to have you back for another episode. So we'll we'll plan something. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds All good. Right. I'm gonna have to come up and uh, play some pinball with Cliff too before he oh, beats me I up. I love that. I know. Before he beats me up, I've been promising him a bunch of times. So <laughs> he—you know what—he did mention that. I know. I know. He he's did. probably he's like, like you—he's on your show twice, and he's only been down for me once. <laughs> I know, but I mean, whatever. I'm, yeah, I'm I'll cooler, get down so. there. I'll, yeah, exactly. No, don't tell him that. Though. <laughs> I won't. I won't. He won't. He won't hear that. So I know he's not even gonna listen to this anyway. So no, it's okay. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, bye, everybody. Bye.